0: Porn-Free Radio, Episode 4. Welcome to Porn-Free Radio, I'm Matt Dobschutz. Porn-Free Radio is a new podcast aimed at creating meaningful connections with people who want to get free from porn addiction. This weekly podcast provides the tools and strategies to live 100% porn-free. On the podcast today, we talk about the biggest mistake people make when getting started going porn-free. And I'll share a story of how I spent $250 a minute on porn at one point in my life. So hang on for that. All right, I want to start by just talking about something I noticed on the way to um, work the other day. I drive through a kind of a forest preserve going to work, and I noticed that... um, they started doing speed photo patrol. And uh, I kind of saw the sign. I saw the sign and I was probably going 10 miles over the speed limit and um, didn't think much of it. Well, a couple weeks later, uh, I got a letter in the mail and it was a warning. And it said, hey, we saw you this day going 10 miles over the speed limit. And uh, this was the time and here's your here's your license plate and your car. If you come through the park again, uh, 10 miles over the speed limit, uh, the forest uh, area, you uh, will give you a ticket. Now, if you're, you know, uh, I think one of six miles over the limit, you get a $35 ticket. And if you're six miles or faster, seven miles or faster over the speed limit, you get a $100 ticket. Now, the question I have for you is how many hundred dollar tickets do you have to get before you start to slow down when you come to that park? Now, I'm happy to say I got that warning and uh, i I was more mindful next time I went through the park and uh, I still it took me a while to figure out where the cameras were. Um, and I don't think I've got a ticket. I don't think I'm going to get a ticket, but I might. I might because it's possible that I could have driven uh, unknowingly through uh, – over the speed limit um, through that park. Um, but I'll tell you what. If I get a $35 ticket, I think that's going to probably um, be enough for me to, to be – to remember to, to slow down in this area. And if I get a $100 ticket or a couple of $100 tickets, I guarantee I will go slower in this area. Um, I actually was driving through it the other day and a car behind me was so upset because I was going 30 miles an hour um, that they were sort of wiggling behind me and ended up passing me on the right in the parking lane. Um, That's how eager they were to get through this area. And um So why do I share this story? Uh, Because I I kind of topped off the show by saying that I would talk about the biggest mistake people make when getting started going porn free. And I think a big mistake that people make is they don't have any consequences uh, for resetting. And a reset is where you cross your boundaries uh, with pornography and masturbation and you you your intention and your goal is to not do those things and um whatever happens you you get triggered or you um kind of fall into an old habit and you cross your boundaries and that's it you just kind of reset and uh what i've seen and i've seen this a lot on on the reddit forums is people check in when they have to reset and they feel really crappy about themselves. Um, And they use a lot of language that's kind of bordering on self-hatred. You know, I'm so stupid. My stupid brain did this or I, you know, I did it again. And they have all this shame and all this sort of negative energy. And that's it. There's nothing else. There's no other thing that they do other than sort of feel this shame. And as we know, shame and some of that negative feelings just actually, you know, helps put gas on the the fire of of a porn addiction. Feeling shame and feeling kind of crappy about yourself um, is one of the things that we look to uh, porn to medicate. And so it ends up leaving us when we sort of um, have a reset uh, or a failure, it leaves us sort of with this shame feeling if we don't take any action. And so the, the action that I want to talk about, and the thing that really helped me in the beginning uh, to start to get some longer stretches, was setting a consequence for a reset. And a consequence is a simple thing that you can set ahead of time, uh, that you're going to commit to doing or commit to um, following through on if you have a reset. Now, um, I started with some pretty simple consequences. Uh, they were simple, but you know they were hard to follow through on and I'll, I'll share them. So a couple that I did in the beginning was um, – I remember one time I had a consequence that I would do the dishes and clean the kitchen 30 days in a row. And, um, and it didn't matter how many dishes we had or how many dinners we had or, or meals at home we had. Every night, I had to go in the kitchen and you know essentially make it spotless. And, um, and so that was, a, that, that was a simple consequence that I had. Another consequence I implemented in the early days was uh, 30 days without coffee. Now, for me, coffee was more than just coffee. It was sort of a social thing. Uh, Every day I would go to Starbucks and everyone knew me there by name. I was kind of like the norm of Starbucks. You know, when I walked in, people would be like, Dauber, Matt, you know, they'd have my coffee ready when I walked to the counter. And so there was a real personal element to, to Starbucks, plus, of course, the caffeine and the connection with that. And um, so one of my consequences was I had to go 30 days without coffee. And it wasn't just coffee. I couldn't go to Starbucks and get water or tea. I couldn't go to Starbucks. And so that was a big um, consequence that I had to follow through on. Uh, Another one was uh, no TV for 30 days. That's a pretty easy one. Uh, I'm sure people have already tried that. Um, especially if TV leads you to, um, to a binge. And, uh, and I'll tell you, one more that I did was uh, get up with the baby 30 days in a row. And if you've ever had a baby in your house and they didn't sleep very well, that is an incredible consequence. And that consequence was so hard to deliver on Um, that my wife actually felt bad for me on day 27 and told me to stay in bed because she felt guilty that I was like literally every night, every uh, night getting up with the baby. And so uh, that really, uh, I remember that when she told me to stay in bed and actually I was so thankful that she told me to do that um, because it was a really difficult consequence to follow through with. Now, OK, so I talked about all these things I did when I reset. And, and a reset, just in case you, you don't know the language, um, this is what they say on Reddit a lot. A reset is when you have uh, a, a failure or you cross your boundary uh, with pornography, masturbation. And so a reset is when you basically go back to day, day one or day zero um, of your freedom And um, just so you know, I'm on like day 1500 right now. Um, It's been a little over four years, but um, I still remember the days when I could not get to 30 days, you know, easily. It was very difficult. So I don't take anything for granted where I'm at now. And I totally get where you might be at, uh, struggling to get together, to, to put together a week or a couple of weeks. Um, but I wanted to say something about consequences. Now they might seem sort of punitive, like kind of legalistic. And for some of you who struggle with, you know, kind of being legalistic or kind of having these harsh uh, punishments, um, it's not, that's not really the point. Um, the point is to kind of create some feedback, um, you know, just like that that letter I got when I went through the the, the park and I was um, uh, you know, speeding, they, that gave me feedback. Hey, you're crossing a boundary. You're going over the speed limit. If you continue to cross this boundary, we'll send you a $35 ticket. If you really blow past this boundary at 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, we'll send you a $100 ticket and we'll keep sending it to you. Um, It's like that's feedback. And when you're starting out and you've had a really bad habit of hiding, of giving into sort of pornography and the sort of hiddenness of it, if you're giving into sort of the illicit part of it and obviously the feelings and the the dopamine rush, all the different things that go along with it, uh, the emotional connection, all those things are very – um, overwhelming and and sensual and sort of kind of kind of you know can almost cloud your mind, and so a consequence actually stands in stark contrast to that kind of sensuality or that sort of sort of allure it it 's like a sign that says, "Hey, buddy, the speed limit is thirty miles an hour it 's not fifty. You know you better watch it." And so feedback, that's what feedback does. And so as you start to have a reset or a failure, um, the actual setting the boundary or setting the, um, the consequence actually provides a sense of feedback for you. So what are the benefits of setting a consequence? Uh, for one, it reinforces the boundary that you've set for yourself. You're the one who set the speed limit here. You're the one who logged into Reddit or told your accountability partner that you don't want to look at porn anymore. So you've set the speed limit. No one's done that to you. No one's told you to do that. You've determined that this is not safe for you. And so the consequence and following through on the consequence reinforces the boundary that you set for yourself. You're basically saying, this is a priority to me, and I'm obviously still, um, making this mistake and going back to it. And so I need to actually, uh, raise my commitment. And the way I'm going to do that is by, uh, a consequence that reinforces the boundary I set for myself. So that's number one. It reinforces the boundary. Another thing is, uh, for me, uh, you know, being married, it showed my wife that I was taking this seriously. Now, when you're first starting out, and if you're married, you're rebuilding a lot of trust, and you know sh- your wife might have some grace for you or be you know kind to you in the first couple of times, but if you're resetting on a regular basis, she starts to get pissed. She's like, "What's? Are you taking this seriously? What What are you doing to really stop doing this behavior?" And so. Interestingly enough, the consequence and just committing to following through on it actually shows your seriousness. And it, and just like the 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 one where I was getting up with the baby, my wife felt bad for me. Like she was like, "This is too much of a punishment," um, you know. So that it 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 shows your wife and the people in your life that you're taking this seriously. Uh, Setting a consequence also gets you you in the habit of analyzing what went wrong. Where did you get triggered? Where did I choose to blow past the boundaries? It gets you asking those questions. Um, It doesn't – you don't dwell on, you know, essentially your stupid brain or some of the negative feelings. You dwell on, hey, I'm doing this consequence now. Why am I doing the consequence? What happened? that led me to this? When did I knowingly choose to go past my boundaries? Um, and if you remember your consequence, uh, right before you act out, um, you really have to ask yourself, was your consequence strong enough? You know, Because your consequence should actually put a little bit of fear into you. It should be like, hey, I don't want to make this choice because if I do, I'm going to have to follow through on this consequence. So, just um, enforcing a consequence allows you to sort of reflect on, um, you know, what went wrong and, you know, what were the things that led to crossing the boundary. And each day that you follow through on the consequence, you get to think about it. Uh, you know, it kind of is a, a reminder, especially if you do a consequence like me where you do something for 30 days. Um, It's every day that you do that thing, every day you do the dishes, you're reminded of why you're doing the dishes, and it just gives you some time to really think about it. Now, this penance, if you will, is not the source of our forgiveness. Um, You know, it's not the thing that earns our love or earns the respect of our, our wife or our partner or our friend. Um, it's not the way that we get our identity or anything like that. It just helps the reset to be more meaningful. You know, you're putting a line in the sand and saying, I crossed a boundary and I'm going to uh, enact a consequence in order um, to sort of um, make this more meaningful so that this doesn't happen again. So it's like getting the, the $100 ticket and paying it. And going, hey, I need to remember where the boundary is when I drive through the park. Okay, so when you're choosing a consequence, you know, it should be somewhat painful. Uh, there should be some cost, um, you know, in it. It should have a little bit of fear for you. Um, so, you know, it could involve time. Uh, it can involve a task, you know, like the chore-type stuff that I mentioned. It can involve money um, or giving something up. Now, money is one that I've heard of. Uh, um, I think uh, maybe it's about eight years ago I heard of a consequence where uh, there was a, a Republican guy, and he really was not a big fan of Hillary Clinton. And he wrote a $1,000 check to a Hillary Clinton election campaign and gave it to his accountability partner and said, if I cross my bottom line, if I tell you that I've, um, that I've had to do a reset, I want you to mail this check immediately to Hillary Clinton. And I, I think he didn't make it. I think he, he blew past his boundary and had to send that check. And so, you know, what are things in your life that you could, um, you know, is there is you know, would Hillary Clinton's uh, president campaign would that be something that that would cause a little bit of fear for you? Would a check to a charity? Would um, would some other sort of financial cost be something that would get motivate you? How about giving something up, um, you know, like a laptop for thirty days? You know, laptops provide a lot of freedom and, uh, you know, allow us to work in different areas. And when we get rid of them or or give them to a friend and can't have access to them, it makes life harder. You have to go to the library to use the Internet. Um, You can't check your email every day. Um, There's a whole bunch of things. So, you know, perhaps giving up your laptop for 30 days. Maybe it's your smartphone. Um, you know, last episode, episode three, we talked about dumb smartphones. Maybe there's something you need to give up, an app that's causing you trouble. And and maybe that's the thing that, that needs to be turned off for good. You know, maybe it's more than 30 days. But um, I do like having a consequence that has a time period. Because sometimes if you just cut everything off – if you just say, I'm never going to watch TV again if I have to do a reset. If you do have a failure, then essentially you just kind of fall into this hopelessness. Like now I can't watch TV for the rest of my life or something like that. So I think a 30-day period is a better type of thing, something that's, something that's manageable. You really want something that you can implement immediately and so there's no uh, ambiguity about what the consequence is or how you're going to follow through with it. So it's – you know, the example is you um, you, know, you have your reset and then you tell your friend and – or your wife and then you know exactly what to do um, to, to um, follow through on the consequence. Now, just so you know, you can have a consequence – that can be positive, uh, something like checking in each day with a partner, or making phone calls or daily phone calls, daily texts. There can be something like that that you could commit to. Uh, my last consequence that I had five years ago was that I was to join a men's group, that if I had a, had a reset, I was to join a men's group that would meet at least twice a month uh, where I could check in. And um, so I had a reset about four and a half years ago, and I joined a men's group, and um, and that's really helped me stay sober all this time. Um, and I don't have a consequence right now, um, but I'm still in that men's group every two weeks. So I think I've gotten past the point of creating consequences for myself, but I still follow through uh, on that consequence every two weeks when I meet with my Um, Actually, I don't meet with a men's group now. I meet with a single guy or or one guy uh, every two weeks. But, you know, um, that's following through on that consequence from four and a half years ago. So take some time right now and think about a consequence, you know, and it should scare you a little. And then set it and make it so you can't wiggle out of it. You know, tell your wife or friend, explain what will happen if you reset. Uh, if there's a way for them to help put it in motion, ask for their help. So if you need to write that check or if you need to um, give them your laptop um, when you tell them that there's a reset or give them your phone or whatever the thing is that you're going to give up or do, um, you know, uh, make it so you can't wiggle out of it. Make it so you just Implement it right away. So, you know, when you have that reset, two things will happen. Uh, You know, you check in and tell on yourself to whoever your partner is or your wife. And the second is implement the consequence. Um, Both of those things are hard, but as you get good at doing uh, those things and following through, your stretches will go longer and longer you will not keep going through the park getting $100 tickets forever. You will start to change your behavior and your habits. Uh, no matter how addicted you are, you can create consequences that, that are more scary uh, than the temporal excitement of the addiction. And if you're resetting a lot, consider raising the stakes. Maybe there's something bigger that you need to put into place as a consequence. And I talked at the beginning of the episode about how I once paid $250 a minute to look at porn. And how did I get to that number? Well, the biggest consequence I set, um, again, this is early on, uh, but by this point I was a leader in a ministry. And so I had a higher um, accountability and a higher standard that I was setting for myself. And I told uh, my wife that if I crossed my bottom lines looking at pornography or masturbation, fantasy, uh, that I would go uh, for a three-day intensive um, to a uh, sexual uh, sex addicts um, counseling center in Colorado. And so I set this consequence and it actually lasted for maybe a year or at least almost a year. And one night I was home, and uh, a friend of mine sent me a link to a funny video. You you get these emails every once in a while with someone you know you know doing something stupid, and they whatever. Anyway, the site that they sent me to, you know, had some other videos, and it had some videos that weren't safe for work. And I found myself, or eh, look at I said I found myself, I knowingly chose to go to the section that was not safe for work. And I started watching uh, several videos. I watched about three or four videos of girls um, getting naked. And it was like girlfriends doing like a striptease. So I spent about six minutes um, going through uh, these three or four videos. Now, I didn't masturbate. Um, And sometimes we tell ourselves, hey, I didn't really, I kind of edged or I didn't really uh, follow through and and masturbate or orgasm, um, but the truth is, is I crossed, um, I crossed the bottom line, and I started acting out in the behavior. And that's one thing I appreciate about Reddit. They, a lot of people talk about PMO, that's pornography, masturbation, orgasm, and they just talk about all three of those as being. Um, if you end up in any one of those ones, um, you know, if you end up with porn or you end up masturbating or whatever, it's crossing the bottom line. It's, it's, it's a cause for a reset. And, uh, and so what happened was, um, I kind of rationalized it. Um, you know, I wasn't particularly looking for porn and, um, I didn't masturbate. And, uh, so I kind of, you know, didn't think about it. So, a month or two went by. I didn't tell my wife about it. I didn't really even check in with people about it. And, uh, but I was reminded of it at some point, And I felt like, you know, I need to tell my wife about this. You know, this was a, this was a breach. And so I told her and I kind of had the consequence in the back of my mind. And she listened to me and she said, well, thank you for telling me. And she goes, it doesn't sound like you got into that much trouble. And Uh, You turned, you know, you turned your computer off that night and I wish you would have told me, but, you know, she understood. And then she said, when are you going to Colorado? And I was like dumbfounded. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to hold, I'm going to have to be held accountable to this consequence for six minutes. And so that's what I did. And I had to pay for this counseling, which was you know, maybe like twelve hundred dollars. I had to buy a plane ticket to Colorado. That was three hundred dollars. I had to rent a car, which was another fifty or a hundred dollars. I had to get a a hotel, which was another hundred or two hundred dollars. I had to eat food when I was in Colorado. Next thing you know, you know that six minutes, you know, turns into and I'm not good with. <laughs> I didn't do the math very well here, but it turns into you know 1700 $1, $1, dollars. And, um, and so that was the biggest consequence I ever had. And, uh, um, and you know what though, I, um, I remember I went out to that counselor and I had a lot of shame about having to come out, you know, cause I had had a good run before this, uh, long stretch, maybe a year or two years. And, uh, you know, the first thing the counselor said to me was, you know, You know what you need to do uh, to stay porn-free. You've done it. And it was very liberating to hear that. I was like, you're right. I do know what I need to do to stay porn-free. I'm not a complete loser. Uh, I'm not stupid. And um, I was like, yeah, you're right. I can do it. I can do this. That was a mistake. I made a choice. Uh, I crossed a boundary, but I can do this. I can get back to, um, you know, the multiple years or the, the. I can get back to a long stretch, and I know exactly what I need to do. And so, I just want to encourage you um, that even if you've made it, you know, thirty days, if you have a reset, guess what? You know what to do. You've you've made it thirty days. You've you've done what it takes. So. Um, add a consequence to your bag of tricks and you'll see that your stretches will go longer and longer. Well, that's about all the time I have for this week. And, uh, hey, I want to thank you for some of the nice comments I've seen on Google+, Twitter, and especially on Reddit. Um, you know, I've uh, been interacting a little bit on the, the, the subreddits, uh, Porn Free, NoFap, and Christians. Um, and, uh, just been really, um, thankful just for some of the feedback that I've gotten already on the podcast. And uh, again, this is, this podcast is really about creating community with people who want to be porn free. And I want to do as much to help you and serve you as possible. And, um, so if you have ideas for the show, if you have feedback that you want to give me, please, uh, connect. And the way you can connect is, uh. You can go to pornfreeradio.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Google Plus as Matt Dopp shoots. My name's hard to spell, so you might want to go to pornfreeradio.com, see how to spell my name, and then you can look me up. Um, you can also find me on Reddit. Uh, my handle is called Porn Free Matt D, all one word. And so if you see me there, say hi. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great to hear from you. Uh, also, you know, I'm trying to get the word out about this podcast and it's a little interesting, you know, how do you promote a podcast about porn free living? It's kind of a sensitive subject. So, you know, it would help me if you could comment and leave a review at iTunes, uh, because that would help leave the wor- uh, get the word out. Um, but you know, I realize this is a porn podcast. So if you don't want to publicly review it, that's okay. Tell a friend though, you know, let someone know in your life, who's also struggling about this. And, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be public. You don't have to make a big deal about it or put your name on it. Um, but I'd love to, to to just find other people who are like-minded and want help, uh, want strategies and tools to get porn free. So, hey, it's been great talking to you. I'm going on a short vacation this week, but I'll be back next week uh, with, with another uh, exciting topic related to being porn-free. Thanks again.